is Dave and Jeff. It is February 7th, 2024. Good to be back. Want to mention a good friend, Brian Curry. Brian Curry, of course, is the real estate guy. He's the one selling real estate all over San Diego County for the last 25 to 30 years. He's the guy who wins all the awards. The President's Elite Award with Caldwell Banker. Top 1% internationally. The good news is he's right here in San Diego and he's here to help you out. He can get the most for your home. And at the same time, Jeff, we say it all the time. Think about your perfect neighborhood. Where do you want to live? What street? And then call Brian Curry. Here's the number, 619 251 1588-619-251-1588. Well, uh, Dave, we have a brand new Brian Curry special, and it's called Eight is Great. And you go, oh, man, what is that? And and starting tonight, Brian Curry is going to focus for the listeners of the Dave and Jeff podcast, strictly units that are on the eighth floor or higher. <laughs> Holy cow, man. What a couple of weeks. Uh, I was out of town for a week. I will tell you, we were the talk of Toronto where people are like, man, what is going on in San Diego? Because people know it, it's very weird for us to have the weather that we yeah. had. And, and people kept asking and we're very concerned as all of us are about our neighbors. I mean, Dave, just some of us, we had the inconvenience of taking an extra 15 minutes to get to work or maybe school or wherever else you may be going. But then you see our neighbors on TV that have been displaced and everything else that has happened and our heart breaks for them. You wish them all uh, the opportunity to get back on their feet as quick as they can. But it does make you think if you are getting ready to buy a home, uh, maybe you're going to sell your home. What neighborhoods do I want to go yeah. to? Hey, you know what? I bet there's a lot of fun in Southcrest. You're out of your fucking <laughs> mind if you think I'm ever coming to Southcrest. Jesus Christ, it looked like SeaWorld down there. No chance. And uh, if you're looking to get out of Southcrest, yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know. You might be there for a while. How do you get insurance? Seriously, how right. do you get insurance? I don't know. And uh, man, but I, I will say that all of the neighbors that stepped up to help their neighbors, yeah, you like to believe that happens everywhere. It but doesn't. In this town where we can barely be bothered to hold the door for the 80-year-old woman coming in behind us, fuck off. <laughs> uh, the guys on the, the paddle boards. Dude, Yaffe could have cleaned up this street. Sure could have. Uh, stepped up and did it. But like we said, I don't want to take away from the focus. The eight is great. Brian Curry special. Strictly focusing on units that are eighth floor or above. Because as you hear all the people screaming, you just close the patio door and go right back to enjoying whatever show you're watching. Uh, give Brian a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. So how was Canada this time? Uh, it was good. Very long days. We were at the NHL All-Star Game. We were at FanFest. And Dave, it's so fun to just go. A week ago tonight, we had our 35th anniversary party for Upper Deck. Oh, that's cool. We had it at the Hockey Hall of Fame. 125 friends from uh, the NHL, the NHLPA, the Alumni Association, stores and vendors. And then Wayne Gretzky came out. That's cool. Dude, and the prize uh, for the 125 people yeah. were a signed bottle of Wayne Gretzky's Private Reserve Whiskey. Wow. And when you're there and everybody had a chance to get a picture with Wayne and then you go out. Man, there's something about that. I don't know. I, I think you're the same way. There, There's just something about, maybe it's when you become a parent. I had so much fun 
just giving those bottles to our friends that are the backbone of our company yeah. and do so much for us and really don't ask for anything in return. And when they got them, Wayne had signed them all, hand numbered them. Cool. And, and they were just so genuinely excited uh, to do it. And then a few days out at FanFest, and we were doing this game. It's called Pucko. And you're like Plinko, right? Yeah. Where you're dropping it. But I didn't even pay attention, Dave. And there was a complete uh, metal Jesus Christ. part yeah. that was exposed. Yeah, it looks like you were breaking out of prison. Yeah. Looks like I got in a fight with a raccoon. And so I'm at the top of this like 20 foot platform and I'm not paying attention. And there's a scrape on my arm, right? It looks like I yeah. fell through a, a plate glass window. Thankfully I'm up above and nobody else can get up there, but I'm like, fuck, fuck. <laughs> and I look down and there's this little dude. He had to be three years old. Oh, and he dark hair and like shoulder length and he's in a Vancouver Canucks shirt and he had the craziest runny nose that I've ever seen in my life. And this little dude is looking up at me and he is dying laughing because he just heard that guy say, fuck, I, I don't know. Maybe he didn't. I'm, a, I'm terrified that he did. I don't actually think eh, he did. He's going to hear it again. But he had me laugh at Dave so much. Like I was like, shh, <laughs> and he was just laughing. So he hooked him up, but. Uh, it was great. I got to see our friend uh, Joe Carlo yeah. a bunch of days, Good. and that was great. So Sunday night, this is where things kind of went off the rails a little bit, but it ended up being good news for you. It ends up being good news for Josh Pelle. Okay. Sunday night, Joe and I go to this dinner in a, a really cool little part of Toronto. Great little Italian restaurant. You ever had duck? Yes, I've had duck. Your thoughts? Tastes great, uh, really fattening, and uh, had, I enjoyed it the first time. Then I was just like, I can't eat duck. Like I, I see ducks all the time. Right, in my we feed them, right? Yeah, I, 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 I can't never, eat ducks. But you had it one time, and it I was had it great. when I was young. It was it was really good. We went homemade Italian, and uh, she goes, "What's your thoughts on duck?" I go, I've never had it. She goes, "The adventure." So I go, "Yeah, let's go." So we got it. It was great. Dinner's awesome. It's about 10 o'clock. She goes, okay, I got an early day. We'll do lunch tomorrow before you get out. What are you doing? I said, I'm going to go to the horseshoe. She goes, oh boy. I said, no, it's going to be a mellow night. Tomorrow, I had a long week. She goes, oh, okay. Okay. So I go to the horseshoe like I always do. Yeah. My buddy Alan's there. My buddy Willie's there. My buddy Sean's there. Do they all work there or they just hang out there? Alan's the bartender on Sunday night. Willie and Sean hang out there. Okay. The next dude I meet is a guy named Cal. Cal has these crazy long dreadlocks. Dave, just like the fucking funniest dude ever, telling me his story. So we're just having beers and bullshitting. And uh, I'm like, yeah, this is going to be a good night. Uh, I'm fine. Next thing you know, behind me at the bar... I hear, we are from Sweden and we want to party. Yeah. And the locals are like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Next thing you know. It sounded like the movie Trading Places on the train. Like yeah. Like bullshit. 
Dude, the next thing you know, Cal is up. He goes and plays pool. And these two dudes from Sweden sit right next to me. Yeah. The guy who sits next to me is Richard, who's the guitar player. And the guy next to him is Jasper. They're a band on tour. Okay. They're a Swedish death metal, death metal band called Orbit Culture. I'm just going to tell you, I have no idea when I left the horseshoe. Yeah. I don't know how I got back to my hotel. I had more goddamn fun with these two guys from this Swedish death metal band. All I know is February 24th, they're in LA. You going? I'm going. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I booked him for Josh's wedding. Oh, well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so I have a friend who lives in LA. I know, and the biggest thing is, Dave, this is the biggest accomplishment from that night. I turned my phone off and put it away. So you... Yeah, when did that start? Because I got a bunch of unwrecked messages. Oh, well, uh, Sunday? I don't know which day it was. Literally, you're writing to me and two other people, and you're going, I am completely wrecked. Shit. <laughs> well, that's not good. Okay. You got shit. Ah! I was so proud of myself. No, you weren't. Go back and look. Oh, no. All right. Well, uh, so I tell this friend of mine in LA, hey, the 24th, I just made a deal. I'm trading a handful of hockey cards for two t-shirts and two tickets to this band. She goes, oh, okay. Who are they? I go, Orbit Culture. Now, there's people out there that know these guys. They yep. were just played it brick by brick. They were just said brick by brick a couple of weeks ago. Okay. And... uh she goes, have you heard these guys? And I go, no, let's hang out with them. They're awesome. I love them. I might have, I'm assuming I'm probably going to have to go up and do two songs. <laughs> and uh, she goes, okay, I'm going to send you the link. So she sends me this link to like a YouTube song. It just sounds like metal, man, Metallica yeah. or, or pick any metal band you want. I'm like, this is great. Maybe my man Danzig. And then all... <laughs> And then all of a sudden, the vocals kick in. It just, I was like, oh, fuck. Wow. And she's like, what do you think? I go, I'm fucking going. I'll be there. What do you think I'm thinking? I love these dudes. And so, yeah. And But then I had to go to lunch with Joe on Monday. Yeah. Official doctor of the Dave and Jeff podcast in Team Jamaica. I get up. 8.30. I got to be to lunch at noon. Yeah. Plenty of time. You got your shit together. Come on. Dave, I got up and it was just woo, woo. Oh, my boy. head is just. Oh, Still my, out of oh. oh, boy. This is trouble. But lucky, luckily, the old stallion rallied. Yeah. And uh, I made what did, it. What did you eat? Uh, we just went and got. An iced tea. That's it. God, dude, it was great. We went. You ever had a Montreal bagel? No. Why would I have that? No, no I've never it. been to Montreal. Never been to Canada. Yeah, the Montreal bagels are different than a typical bagel. So we just went and got bagels and had lunch, and it was great. We had a good time. There you go. So good, overall, the trip, was, dude, the trip was great. And I just, I was wondering if you saw Joe because I didn't see any pictures of Joe. I saw you in the bar. Yeah, we went. Uh, everybody remembers our friend Joe Carlo. Um, we went to a great little Irish bar. Do you realize every one of that picture is flicking off the camera? In the picture yeah, from the horseshoe? Yeah, everyone's doing the, the flipping off the camera. It looked like Dude. it looked like that scene in uh, Scrooged. 
Because, when he's hanging out with old guys well, and then they, everyone's flipping off the camera. Okay, I'm glad you mentioned that. So if anybody goes and looks at my Instagram, you'll see this picture from the horseshoe. Yeah. And my sons ask me, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what and do it, they mean by that? And I, because it, it looks like nine silhouettes. And the guy who took the picture said, hey man, this flash is crazy. And he turned the flash off. And it reminds me of the picture that Julie Brownman and I yeah. got in Colorado where I looked at it and it's just 10 But you outlines. can see you. I can see you yeah. in it. Yeah. But my son Jack last night, it's like, who's this? I go, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> who's this? I don't know. But that is on the stage at the Horseshoe. And it's the same stage. Nothing yeah. has changed. It's the band where the Foo Fighters played, the Stones played, the Police, um, Tragically Hip. I mean, anybody you can think of have come through and and my buddy teddy who's the bartender is like jeff it's the same shit man we haven't changed anything so where you're sitting is where all the action happened but um i just dave i like it i don't really bring anybody in there yeah i just go in and they've been incredibly cool to me every time i show up i go back in april and uh teddy and i just sat there the first night and and he told me all about the stones coming yeah. and, and I, I don't know if I've shared this, but it's my favorite, probably my favorite stone story is Teddy, the bartender uh, who's been there like 40 years is a drummer. Yeah. Plays in rockabilly played over here at till two on El Cajon Boulevard. And he's telling me like stones come in and set everything up. It was on MTV and then they play a full set. And he said, they start playing um, last time. You know, Stones last time. And uh, he goes, all of a sudden, I look up and Charlie Watts is playing a completely different song. Playing like, and he's like, I'm just watching. And I go, well, how long did that go on? He goes, the whole goddamn song. He goes, nobody ever realized that Charlie's, Ron Wood, Keith Richards, Mick Jagger are playing one song. And Charlie Watts on the stage at the Horseshoe is just playing a completely different song. Nobody said shit. (laughs) And like the one guy who's probably the straightest lace in the entire band didn't even know what the fuck he was doing. That's funny. And so, uh, no, man, but Dave, I don't know. We traveled for work, but we would go to Super Bowls or spring training and we didn't go consistent enough. I I think this is trip 15 for me. Yeah. And it's probably about my 11th round into the horseshoe or eighth, maybe. I don't know. And they look forward to seeing you. That's cool. You just go in. It's the end of what's been. I mean, our days were 12, 13, 14 wow. hour days. And so at the end where you can just go see your buddies and, and bullshit and watch some sports and, and have some fun, man. It's, it's something I, I treasure a lot. You said you had a question for Wayne Gretzky. Did you get a chance to talk to him? I didn't. I didn't. They, they were very nice and gave us all an opportunity to go up and take a picture. But for me, it was for the people that were our guests. So yeah. I gave all of those guys the option to, okay, go. to go up and do it. So, no, but he told, uh, Great stories as he always does, and uh, it's just pretty cool, man. Yeah. When you when you look around and you see uh, friends, and they, I mean, ninety five percent of the people in the room are Canadian, then they're all little kids, man. When yeah. Wayne Gretzky's up there on the stage, I'd be the same way at the Grand Hall in the Hockey Hall of Fame, and he's speaking while sitting directly right next to the Stanley Cup. That's pretty cool, and that's one where I sat there and I was like. Shit, man, this ain't a bad yeah. day. 
This ain't a bad day. It's not sitting in the garage, but it's not a bad day. So, uh, yeah, good to be up there and uh, good to get back. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, we've had, uh, you miss a lot except a lot of rain. You know, we've had, uh, for here, not so bad. Like, I received a ton of phone calls going, you guys hanging in? Yeah, I'm like, I did only, too. We've only had like 1.6 inches of rain here. But I know in Carlsbad, it was much worse. Yeah. And a bunch of people from LA were calling me. You guys okay down there? I go, Dude, I'll be honest with you, we're fine. You know, it's no issue. But I appreciate, I yeah. think, Dave, you feel the same way, right? I think all of us should be very, very We're grateful very if anybody so. is concerned enough to check in with us. I mean, we've all had it where they'll see uh, mudslides in yeah. San Jose. Hey, you okay up there? Well, yeah, it's a 17-hour drive, but thanks. Um, but no, I, I think you feel the same way. If people are nice enough to check in on us. Yeah. That's pretty cool. No, no, not, not bad at all. It's fine. I talked to Costa today. And we were talking about Super Bowl shows, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, some of the things, like the last time you and I went to the Super Bowl was Super Bowl 50. In San Francisco, in San Francisco. with Mike? Yeah. and it, Was Judd there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Judd was there. Remember? Judd. He was, he could not get enough of Ryan Gosling. Like, it was uncomfortable. <laughs> Remember? Like, he just would not stop talking about Ryan Gosling and his hair and the bus looking guy. And I'm just like. Dude, that was a good group. Yeah. That was a good group we had on that trip. Yeah. Hartman? Yeah, fuck you guys, dude, on that Hartman deal. Casa laughs about this all the time. Every time we went out at night, it was you, me, Costa, Hartman. We'd go walking around San Francisco, find something to eat. Yeah. And you and Mike would always yes. fucking stick me with Steve. Yes. And, man, I heard 8 million Steve stories that never yes. end. That was, I, that I, was exciting. Uh, five days in a row about yeah. UCLA Mike. days and fucking never going to class. Bud Farilla. The Daily Bruin. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Turn down Monday Night Football, Sports Center. I got it. <laughs> Jeez. And I, Mike started laughing. I was like, you motherfuckers, dude. Stuck me every time. It's like Mike would fade back. Yeah. And then next thing you know, I'm standing next to Steve. And yeah. I'm listening to Steve Hartman stories for five fucking days in we a row. We would just, it's what you do, man. You just kind of slow your pace. Jesus. If you're if you're consistently uh, 10, to, 10 to 12, you just yeah. slow that down to 7 to 8. <laughs> next thing you know, it's just. And then one time. Wardell said, and you're like, oh, yeah, just keep walking, Dave. Keep did, walking. Did I miss those that? dudes, though. Oh, no, it, it, was, it was a great catch on Mike. Did, did, um, did you catch that clip? It was going around social media today about that Apple store getting robbed in Oakland. Oh, no. And the reason I bring this up is I, I told you I was in Oakland September. Yeah. I know you've been a bunch Fourth of times. Fourth of July. I was just there. But it has changed from what I understand over the, since, I mean, when I went, it wasn't what I guess it used to be. Like, nowadays... Literally, you do not want to be outside for more than five minutes. You don't want to stay, stay there. Get it Even in the daylight. Yeah. And so I thought it was interesting when the mayor of Las Vegas said a couple of days ago, and I know you were in Toronto. No, I saw it. You saw what she Carolyn said. Carolyn Goodman. Uh, about yeah. how they should work it out in Oakland. Yeah. Her husband, Oscar Goodman, used yeah. to be an attorney here in San Diego. Yeah. It was my guy, Roger Hedgecock. And they're close with the Spanos family. Yeah. Yeah. And... Um, but she said, you know, they should work it out. And yeah. I'm sure A's fans in Oakland absolutely love that. But when you see shit like that today and you mm -hmm. you and I were there and you realize they kind of have a lot to do to clean up that city. Not even just baseball related. They got to really clean up a major city. It's It's got, I mean, I think Chicago, you hear a lot about it. The gunshots and, are ridiculous in Chicago. Like what, 300 people a weekend are getting shot in Chicago? Yeah, but but you were there not long ago, Loved and I'm it. there. I'm there I, a lot. One of my favorite cities. It is, and it's one of those things where it doesn't matter where you go. 
There are parts of town where you go and there's parts of town you probably stay out of. The problem is Oakland used to have that. When I would go up for Raider games or go up for A's games or whatever I went for, man, there were areas you went to and there were areas you avoided. And now it's just 98% areas you avoid. Yeah, Maybe you can go to Jack London Square and get in and get out. But it is one of those things where if you're John Fisher and you're the owner of the A's, um, who I think is a terrible owner. Yes. But I look at, I mean, he, he's an heir to the, the gap fortune. Um, I, I don't know what options he has, Dave. I don't know well enough the story to know how much he has tried. I don't know how, if you're the city of Oakland, you can really believe in, in this political climate that if we got a new ballpark on the ballot, that it's going to generate TOT. Nobody's going there. No, Dude, nobody's going there to watch the A's battle the angels. Um, and he's thinking if, if I go to Vegas and, and part of what Carolyn Goodman talked about was that they had like a hundred acre plot of land. And she mentioned on that, on that front office sports podcast, Every freeway goes right in. Yep. They had this perfect land, and Fisher instead is going to try to shoehorn it in where the trop is. It's going to be a nightmare. Yeah, nine nine acres, and whether there's a roof or not a roof. And but she clearly said, "Yeah, I think I think in a perfect world they stay in Oakland." I would just say, "When's the last time you were to Oakland, Mayor?" Yeah, because. I, I don't think there's any desire at all for John Fisher to stay. And I've got news for you. If I was John Fisher, I'd see his point of view. You know? It, yeah. It sucks to say for all those A's fans that love that team. Right. I mean, anytime a team moves, it, it's it's devastating to a fan base. But that's an iconic franchise. It is. But th- there have been other ones, right? I mean, the Raiders were one, you know? Yeah. The same time the Houston Oilers at one time were, you know? Yeah. It, but it, it is. It just it, it sucks. When you're a fan and you've given everything you have and then the team leaves... It, yeah. it, it sucks. It does. But the A's are different because you look at them in the 70s and the personalities that they had, right? Catfish Hunter, Sal Bando, Raleigh Fingers, Reggie. Yep. Then you go into the 80s. And they with, won a lot. Yeah. Three championships in a row. You go into the 80s with the Bash Brothers, yep. Dave Stewart, Tony LaRusso. in a row. Yeah. And then 90s are kind of money ball, yeah. right? And, and into the 2000s and being able to do it in a different style than anybody else was doing it for based on Sandy Alderson and eventually Billy Bean. I mean, incredible. Yes. What they did. And, and so other teams that have moved, I mean, the Raiders are the Raiders, but... The Oilers never had that kind of success, and that was crazy. No, they didn't. That they left. Oilers Cup AFC Championship games, and the Steelers always got them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and and out they go. But I don't know, man. You you were there, and I I was there last year. Couldn't believe it. And and I told you, didn't you end up staying there, dude? I did. I stayed. I stayed there, literally a mile from the stadium, because we had to get in and out so fast. Yeah. But we're like, it's Sunday. It's daylight. Remember, I told you. They told us don't even walk. Yeah. Back there, I thought it was one mile in a straight road. Yeah. And they said, you're going to get robbed. And I go, no way. And they, everyone said, 100% you're getting robbed. Then at the hotel, they said, we're going to go eat at Chipotle. Do not cross the street. You're going to get robbed. The people in the hotel basically said, do not leave. Just Uber eats in. 
Fuck. Did not leave here. And you're going, God, man, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And it's it just, I don't know. I feel bad for anyone who lives there. But then we went to San Francisco the next day, and yeah. they told us, warned us the same thing. And San Francisco used to not be that way. When you and I were there, again, in Super Bowl yeah. 50, well, it didn't feel that way. But I was in, in the last year, I was in Baltimore, where they yeah. have major gunshot problems. Chicago. Did it, at no point did it feel as dangerous as Oakland. Not even close. No, but in San Francisco, you can still go to the financial district. You can still go to the wharf. You can go down to the ballpark district. And you can we go did. down and hang out. And you'll be fine. But two blocks outside the ballpark going back. Oh, yeah. They said, hey, watch where you are. Watch what's going on. Well, and and that's where I was at down in Union Square, right yeah. at the Park Fifty Five, which used to be the Pods Hotel. Yeah. Man, you know, and that's not far from Moscone Center. Yep. And and by comparison, the other night I'm right downtown Toronto. I walk out of the convention center. Directly behind me is the CN Tower. Yep. And Rogers Center, where the Blue Jays play. Looking. 500 yards away from me is Scotiabank Arena. And it's women walking dogs at 1030 at night yeah. on a Friday night. Women walking dogs, hanging out, families. And I know the skills contest had just ended. Dave, there was no sense of danger at all. None. That's what it should be. Right. Yeah, doing that in downtown LA. Shit. Downtown San Diego. Yeah, maybe down at, at the west end of downtown. I don't know if like where you and I like to hang out at 16th and Imperial. <laughs> I don't know how much you're walking around down there. But yeah, it's just the, the stark contrast between the two cities is dramatic. But yeah, they're never going back to Oakland. No. All right, so here we are. It's February 7th as we do this show. Padre-wise, things really haven't changed for you. It's unbelievable. And... and Listen, the I, I mean, single game tickets went on sale yesterday. I jump on. I'm like, well, let me see what opening day, because maybe I'll take Jack. And prices are insane. Are they? Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, fuck it. We'll wait and see. Um, from something I read later on that, that they may have sold out, which, again, is such a tribute to this fan base. Yeah. That continues to pay... <laughs> High prices sure do. to go out and see this team. But when Jeff Sanders today in the Union Tribune does the outfield preview, and the outfield preview is two guys, Fernando and Azokar. Yeah. And they they go to spring training on Sunday. Yeah. Pitchers and catchers report Sunday. So first game's on March twentieth. In Korea. I, no, before that, they played two weeks worth of games before they before they go. You're you're talking about regular, regular season, season game. I got you. Um, look, I I I'm I don't want to say I'm convinced, but I feel more and more, Dave, like this is just going to be played as a transition year. That's how it feels. Yeah, and I don't know why you wouldn't at least look at. Um, maybe flipping Hassan Kim. Uh, maybe more moves are coming, but but the idea that this management team, who's ever in charge, continues to stay invisible, uh, is ridiculous. Uh, I don't know. It's embarrassing, and and I don't know if if Eric has been anywhere in the last two weeks. I mean, I've been out of town, 
But no update on the TV. I guess the TV situation, I guess we're assuming that it's going to be the same as it was last year. But just no, nobody doing anything. No. Twins went out and signed Carlos Santana. They signed Jay Jackson. So they're making small little moves. Yeah, but I would say Carlos Santana would have been a guy I would have liked to even seen here. Yeah. J.D. Martinez, I saw in talks with somebody today. Well, it was with the Mets. And now they say they're far apart in negotiations. But again, J.D. Martinez is a guy that hits over 30 home runs. Yeah. Solaire, I yeah. heard. San Francisco. The Giants, right? Which is a bad ballpark for him to go to, in all honesty. Yeah. But at this point, you yeah. may just be waiting for the phone to ring. So... If you were a player without a contract right now, wouldn't you be stressing out? Like if I was, even if I was Blake Snell, and I know I'm mm -hmm. probably going to get some money, I'd be stressing out. Even a guy like Kiki Hernandez with the Dodgers, I'd stress out. I just, I, I think two things would come into the equation. Am I single or am I married? And I think the second thing that would come into the equation is who's my agent? Because my agent is Boris. I probably feel better. But if I'm married... And kids and thinking about, yeah, I wouldn't like any part no, of that. I'd like to have it all done in December. Right. And somebody's always like, oh, it's the wife. No, it has yeah. nothing, depending on who you're married to. I would want to know. I would too. So I could go into. I like how people are still blaming Otani. Oh, it's Otani's fault. Otani's fault. Otani's been signed anything. for two months. Yeah. Get off your ass. Start signing players. Yeah. I mean, Yamamoto's off the market. Like, let's go. Seriously. I mean, but, the holdup's ridiculous. Uh, you and I went through it uh, and just waiting on a couple of radio deals to go through. Like, we were n pretty, pretty sure that the deal was going to get signed, but it hadn't got signed. And, and that's so minor compared to exactly. what these... We were staying home. Yeah. We, weren't, we didn't have to move. We no. weren't going to St. Louis or Atlanta. Kids weren't staying back to go to school. I don't know, Dave. Maybe these dudes have so much money in the bank that they can wait it out. But I'm with you. I, I would hate the stress. I would much rather be uh, like Justin Turner going, okay, I'm going to Toronto, yeah. 13 million. This is what, I mean, I don't know how much he knows about it up there. I guess he was in Boston last year, but mostly as a Dodger. And uh, you go, yeah, okay. I guess I'm going up and now arrangements with family can be made and off you go. But yeah, for Snell or uh, Tommy Pham or some of these other dudes that are still out there, Brandon Belt, right? Yeah, even Profar doesn't know where the fuck he's going. Mm. <laughs> Hold yeah. it up here. Watch, I'm telling you, you can end up with them. My, my point is this, so when you bring up Padres and you send how ticket prices are insane. Yeah. Look, last year was the most exciting. I think you've had it as a Padre fan going into the season. Sure. You're going, this is going to be outstanding. Look how far we went the year before. In Philadelphia, if Bryce Harper doesn't hit that home run, who knows, maybe they're playing in the World Series. This is a better team on paper than the one that almost went to the World Series, and you're super excited. Mm -hmm. A year later, you feel like you've been punched in the gut, you know, and you're going, the good news is Manny Machado might be able to play third base from day one before you're hearing Machado wasn't have to be a DH until mm -hmm. June. So that's all, all positive. And then, as you said, you might have to, to get pitching and maybe outfielders. Hassan Kim might have to go. Yeah. Because, and then, yeah, it just yeah. doesn't feel the same excitement level where you're everyone's predicting you somewhere to finish third or fourth in the division. Now, Mike Schilt did that Q&A with Kevin AC. What did you think? I thought Mike Schilt doesn't know anything. He didn't know Schilt. I'm like, Mike, do you even work there? Fuck. <laughs> if you're in a bar, you just met Mike Schilt. Do you even work there? Yeah. Hey, Mike. 
Hey, Mike, is Xander Bogarts? Well, that's part of the plan. Oh, really? Very insightful. Yeah, just the guy. Hey, Mike, do that Q&A, but I tell you what, keep your fucking mouth shut, okay? That's it. That's how it went. You keep your fucking mouth shut. Um, but if we went into next week and Xander moves to first and Cronenworth is back at second and Kim is at short and Manny's at third and, uh, right? Uh, why do I keep mind blanking? Camposano's behind the plate. Yeah. Fernando's in Nicole right. Sanchez signed with the Brewers today. Dude, 7 million. Yep. Pretty good. Um, then if at, at least if we had those seven in place and you go, okay, Xander, Cronenworth back to second, Kim back to short, Manny at third, Camposano behind the plate. You're going to have all those guys. They're just going to be not in the places you say. But I'm saying Fernando and right, and now you go, okay, I, th- there's nobody who's going to buy a Zocar as your center field. He's not. Nobody is buying that. And then you just have to try to figure it out, but you don't even know where Xander is going to be. I think Xander's your shortstop. There's no way he signs that big deal and you make that move right away. Not with a new manager. I think it would be tough for for Schilt. Man. Even though Xander's never been known as that guy that's a pain in the ass, yeah. I just don't think he came here thinking he's changing at his short in year two with that contract. But all of a sudden, okay. The first time that guy starts crying about his wrist and hasn't done anything this offseason to address it, fuck, man. So I don't know anything about, I mean, it's funny. You and I know guys on the medical staff, but I don't yeah. know anything about his wrist. Is it something that could be fixed with surgery? Or is it one of those that's always going to hurt? And he's going to have to get, be the cortisone guy over and over again. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's not 1980. We don't have to throw leeches on there to fix his wrist. Or 1880, excuse me. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous. Dude, you're on a 10-year contract and, oh, I have to get a cortisone shot. Well, not really. Not really. If, if you were a team guy, you'd probably go and have it addressed. I mean, you let this bullshit go with Fernando until he finally had to do it because yeah, you had you him over this, the barrel. Right. You let the shoulder thing go on way too long. Yeah, shoulder and whatever else he had. Nine other things. But at least he's cleaned up and, yeah. and looked at as, I don't know, people talk about him as MVP. But reading just a couple of publications that are out, man, it feels like they're just going to try Vasquez and Thorpe and Brito and Waldron and Pedro Avila yeah, and a handful of these guys to fill four and five. I was saying last night, I'd like it if they could find a guy to plug in at three and then King was your four. And then if you tried those guys at five, okay. I'm all right with that. Like, uh, that, that wouldn't kill me, but I'd feel much better even knowing how successful Michael King was. It's a pretty small sample size there. Very much so. In a different league. Now, it's very frustrating. Look, when the, the Dodgers did it a year ago that it was supposed to be a throwaway year, you know, to try and yeah. make the run for Otani, yeah, the Dodgers still had Freddie Freeman and they had sure. Mookie Betts and they had guys that could play. I don't think anyone looked at that Dodger team and said it's not a playoff team. They were no. surprised they won 100 games. Sure. But at the same time, this Padre team, when you say maybe it's a throwaway year for a year, a bridge year, you really can't afford to do it when you got guys who are now going towards downhill. They meaning, have no direction. Yeah, Darvish is getting older. 
Manning gets older. Like We've Manning's said getting this. older. Xander's getting older. You can't yeah. sit there and throw away years when you have guys on these contracts because you're going to be stuck with them at a time where they're out going to be old and they aren't helping the team at all. Well, that's the point I made two weeks ago when we were in here. And I said, okay, I get that you're looking for Ethan Salas and, and Lesko and Snelling and all these guys. But by the time those guys are ready to go, let's say two to three years, you've added two to three years onto the back of the baseball card of Xander Bogarts and Manny Machado, you Darvish, Joe Musgrove, Fernando Tatis, and, and Cronenworth, and these guys that are all locked in. And there's absolutely no direction at all. The direction is nobody wants to say it. They're broke. This team doesn't have money. If they had money, they'd be able to spend the money to go get guys that are bargain players right now to fill out a roster. They I, aren't even filling out a roster. Yeah, I don't know that I'd go so far to say they're broke. I just think... Why you, would you think they aren't? Because I think you have guys... Actually, what I think it is, is I think you have guys in positions. I mean, wherever this new guy is, the new Eric, if he even exists. I heard a rumor today, he's AI. He didn't even exist. He's the day manager at the Bahia. Um, Tom Ham's Lighthouse. Fucking they took a picture off of Tom Ham's Lighthouse uh, website and just said, oh, yeah, this is our new guy. Fucking he's a real estate agent in Kansas City. They didn't <laughs> exist. And, uh, but I think what you have, Dave, is I, I don't think you have anybody down there confident enough to make a decision. Peter Seidler was two things, the money guy and a baseball guy. And I don't think you have a baseball guy at the top. I think you just got a little pencil neck sitting there in probably a peach V-neck velour sweater. Boy, that feels like a lot of money. So, so what do you think AJ's job is right now? Because this is the most quiet he's been. And his hands are tied is the way I look at it. Yeah. AJ knows what he would love to have on that team. His hands are tied. They're like, you're going to build a minor league system while we don't spend a dime. That's what you're going to do. Yeah. You're going to keep your mouth shut. Yeah. And when we blow you out and you're going to be around when this team finally is where we think they should be. Yeah. You're going to shut the fuck up and keep yeah. caps on those checks. You got that? Yeah. Now, come here. Yeah, slap him. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and stop playing pickup basketball when people are getting it on social media. Wash your hair. Go tell him, go watch your hair. No, it's it, again, it's a year later and it's sad where it's at. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, the, the, the train's got to keep moving. Oh, the season's starting. I mean, that's just the way it is. The season's going to go. I don't know that you have any proof of that. And so, so here, here you go. Uh, guys on that team that you could possibly trade. All right. This is where the, the talk is uncomfortable. Hassan Kim. Hassan Kim and Joe Musgrove. Yeah. Those are guys you could actually trade and get value back for. Yeah. Fernando. Yeah, they aren't going to trade Fernando because no, that's a bar it, but, but it's saying, a bargain contract with Fernando. Yeah. Uh I mean, Fernando's gonna only make twenty four million dollars a year at his at his yeah. peak. Yeah, Fernando I mean, if you're honestly looking at guys there that you could trade, I mean, if you go around, you go, Yeah, you could probably trade you could trade Fernando. You could there'd be a market for him. You could trade Michael King. You could trade Musgrove. You could trade Hassan Kim. Uh, you might be able to flip Camposano. Oh, you will. In a few years, you will. Oh, yeah. And and that's about it. Yep. I mean, unless you want to flip Merrill and Lesko and Snelling and but I don't I don't know what 
See, the reason I'd be shocked if they flipped uh, Merrill is for the fact that you get him on his rookie deals, basically. Yeah, I'm just saying, though, Dave, when you look at who actually on the 40. Yeah, I'm saying if you want to clear salary and fill some roster spots, Joe obviously is, is a guy. Yeah. This town to be crushed. And you let the Chargers leave. They didn't give a shit. That's true. Sorry, Joe. Yeah. I don't think anybody, depending on what you got, honestly, I think I think people would, re- the one guy would be Fernando. I really do. Yeah. I think we're so tuned out of everything. What happened? We trade Manny Bob. Bullshit. Two days later. So who's our third baseman? Matt Batten. Matt Batten. Matt Battiata? <laughs> God damn. I thought he was just applying for a job. I don't know. Battiata could play third. How far could you drive Battiata? Um, fuck, dude. We, he, he was all over our station in 2007, remember? Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I don't think I don't think. I How many times have we offered to buy my house? Remember that was always his deal? Yeah. I'll buy your house right now. All right, dude. And that guy, I couldn't make it. Where's the, how far is that Rubio's from here? <laughs> Matt, I got to go. I got to go. Hey, you drop God, me off okay. at the Rubio's? It's a mile and a half yeah. away. And as I'm closing the door, I'm not bragging. I'm applying for <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. I have any time for you. Uh, one quick note. Terrible day in San Diego today. Uh, this is only for locals. Locals will truly get this. Dave, I don't even know if you'll get this. I have no idea where you're going. Man, the great Mojo Nixon passed away today. Mojo Nixon was part of 91X and was a part of the local music scene. And I mean, you talk about a guy who was iconic. Mojo would be around the Beat Farmers, would be around uh, Pete's brother, Joey Harris, played with a guy named Skid Roper, and they were all around... And I mean, I don't really know that we have local bands that are the kind of bands where you go, hey, Friday night, we got to get out. The Beat Farmers are playing. Uh, But Mojo and Skid were the guys that, dude, if you had the chance to see them at the belly up, it was unbelievable. And like I said, he was on 91X Forever. He had a show on Sirius XM Forever. Just a San Diego guy. And I mean, he went out the way he'd want to go out. He was on a cruise, a country music cruise, and he passed away, had a heart attack overnight. Shit, it was crazy. I think he's mid to late 60s. Oh, really? And then uh, I got a Toby Keith story for you. You want to hear a Toby Keith story? So Toby Keith passed away the other day. Yep. And uh, this story is for my buddy Aaron Creasy. So November of 2011... We're in uh, San Jose. Dan Henderson is fighting uh, Shogun Hua, which to this day is considered one of the top five uh, UFC fights of all time. So this is the way the story was passed along to me. I was not there directly as it happened, but this is the way it happened. So uh, Dan's getting ready to go, and phone rings in the suite at the hotel. I think the Fairmont in San Jose and it's Dana White. And Dana White says, uh, hey, all right, let's go. What are you using for your walkout song? And there was somebody, a local band or whatever, that had recorded a song called Hendo. 
I'm going to use Hendo. Fuck you are. <laughs> that song's horse shit. Go home and fuck your wife to that song. Jesus. You're not playing that. Well, I'd really like it. Yeah, you're not playing it. That song sucks. The, uh, the rumor was that it went back and forth for a couple of minutes because Dan thought the crowd would get into it if the Hendo song played. It just speaks volumes about how tuned in uh, Dana was. Dana was like, we're not playing that shit. Song sucks. So he went back and forth, and Dan knew Toby Keith. Yeah. Dan was an Olympian, and they ended up on Made in America. And so for like the last seven fights of Dan's career, he came out to Made in America, and the place went fucking crazy. It was such a perfect match because Dan is the ultimate blue-collar guy. Yeah. And I could still, Dave, just thinking about it, those first couple bars to that song, if people know it, we were in like the fourth row in San Jose at the HP Pavilion. And it starts playing. And dude, whatever there were, 17,000, 18,000 people just start going crazy. And I, I dig that song. I like Toby Keith. I thought Toby Keith was pretty cool. Uh, politics aside, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Vote for whoever you want. But as Dan's coming out, and, and yeah, he's got people around, this is a perfect song. I'm like, bullshit, it's not Hendo. <laughs> and uh, so uh, when I think Dan eventually caught on and, and realized Dana was probably right. But uh, yeah, one of the funniest stories of all time. Bullshit, that song sucks. Go home and fuck your wife to it. We're not, we're not playing it. There's a great song that one of my favorites, at least Toba Keith has, is uh, it, it's Crying, uh, K-R-Y-I-N for Wayman Tisdale. Oh, and wow. Wayman Tisdale, the former basketball player, was a really close friend of his University of Oklahoma guy, yeah. Olympian, and uh, super close. And Wayman Tisdale passed away, and he wrote a song for Wayman Tisdale. And the beginning of the song is Wayman Tisdale's voicemail. No and way. It, it's really good, dude. It's, it, it's worth look, looking up. If you're a Toby Keith fan you know, or a basketball fan even, you'll love it. Um, did he actually have a show Saturday night and passed away Monday? I don't know. I don't because know. if you look at his Instagram, it yeah. says, well, that puts a wrap on the weekend and it's a picture taken oh, wow. from like behind him on stage. But um, really thin, man, really thin. He was fighting stomach cancer yeah. and that's what took my friend Cheech exactly. and and devastating. But yeah, I just always thought I just always thought he was pretty cool, dude. He seemed like he was pretty yeah. mellow guy. And, and like I said, hearing stories uh, from Dan and. That knew those guys. I always just said they were just good old boys. That's cool. Right? That's cool. No, yeah. no, man. Sad to hear. Hey, want to mention uh, Alan Taylor, Taylor made pools. Again, your perfect pool. Guess what? It's already full. It's already ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, with all the rain, the rain's going to stop. I've already started to look according to where we are right now. It looks like the rain has stopped and the weather's going to be nice next week. Look, Taylor made pools. That pool for you is waiting for you. All you have to do is make the phone call, call Alan Taylor, ask about available financing. Again, Alan's number is 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Man, oh man. It, it, Dave, driving down today. Uh, left Carlsbad at like 4.30. And you mentioned it. There's that chill in the air after the yeah. rain comes through and, and wipes out the marine layer. But we've said it for a couple of weeks. We'll say it for a couple more weeks. Man, every day is getting a little bit longer. And at 4.30 today, you look around, and, and especially after just getting out of 24-degree weather, 
coming home and just being like, damn, probably not pool weather today. Yeah. But by next week or the week after that, it's going to be. And if you have your tailor-made pool, you're probably already starting preparation, right? You're like, hey, man, I took advantage. I got that Charlene Tilton celebrity pool, and I got to start thinking about putting the chlorine in. Well, tonight, our brand-new celebrity pool, God bless her. Uh, again, I, I don't mean to say this, but a lot of you have gotten really creative with Photoshop, and you send these pictures, and you laugh, and you giggle. It's pretty lack of maturity for what you've done for our friend Lisa Ann, okay? She's been on the radio. She's an icon, and you put her in these scenarios. I just wonder what your mother or your nana would think if they saw these pictures you forward to us. Well, the other night, she was at Radio City Music Hall. Yep. And the way I understood it is she just wanted to keep some memories of the show for her friends. And I'm just... I don't know what the fuck she was doing. All of a sudden, I get a text, and Lisa Ann's being arrested. Yeah. she Her boobs got in jail at 1020, and she got in at 1024. <laughs> I was like, God damn, what happened to her? And uh, But tonight, uh, I mean, she's scheduled to be my plus one for Josh's yeah. wedding. <laughs> but if she's going to be in jail, going on jail, babes, I'm taking Red Panda. Did you see Red Panda the other no, night? No, I did not. Dude, you know Red Panda. I don't. Red Panda's the the woman on the on the unicycle. Okay. At the NBA games, you know okay, the one yeah, does yeah, all yeah, those cool yeah, tricks. Yeah. We've seen her at yes. different things. Dude, she's on a on a with the plates. Yeah, unicycle, and dude, she had five bowls. She she's up like eighteen feet in the air. She throws all five bowls and catches them. Bang, 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 bang. To bring her to the wedding. That's what I said, Lisa. Get it together. Can't get arrested. Um, but Lisa Ann, you're our celebrity pool. There you go. Can't ever go wrong Amy with that. Amy loves Lisa Ann, too. So as yeah. many as of you can afford it, uh, yeah, get the Lisa Ann pool. There you go. There you go. Kyle Fluke is your guy when it comes to websites. Look, if you're looking to branch out and you're looking to make your website a little bit better, at the same time, it is everything when it comes to your business nowadays. Make sure you call Kyle Fluker. If you mention Dave and Jeff, you get a 10% discount. Kyle's direct number is 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Uh, having a website, I will say this. Um, I, I'm not going to name the company, but is anybody else getting this on your phone where no matter where you go, you get a malicious website warning? I'm not even on the Wi-Fi. Yeah. And my phone's popping up. Malicious Wi-Fi, leave this network. It's like, calm down. I'm not even doing anything. But it does remind you that if people are coming and using your website, you want to make sure that your clientele are safe. So whether exactly. it's medium and marketing, content and creative, whatever you need, the guys at Mithril Media can take care of it for you. And it's not anything you want to try on your own, right? Yep. It's like when Dave and I... Oh man, people often ask, when did when did you meet Dave? I said, man, early 70s. And Dave and I volunteered. We were part of the crew at Snake River Canyon for Evil Knievel. <laughs> and we were here. It wasn't quite this garage, but it was one very, very similar. And Dave said, I'm telling you, I can build a skyrocket. And I said, well, I, I don't have the guts to do it, but let's call Robert Evil Knievel. And Dave and I were out there. Well, everybody knows the rest. There's You got to know what your limitations are. You got to know what you're able to do. 
And just as Dave and I and Bobby found out that day, yeah, we weren't we weren't designed to build a skyrocket. And I'm pretty safe to assume after meeting a lot of you, I don't know that you're able to make a, a goddamn good <laughs> old fashioned, much less a secure website. So let Kyle Fluger and his team do it. Contract contact Mithril Media. Tell them Dave and Jeff sent you. There you go. All right, here we go. Celebrity birthdays. How old are they and how much are they worth? Okay. We're going February 8th. Uh, t- actually, tomorrow. My sister's birthday tomorrow. Hey, happy birthday, Lisa Palais. Happy 35th birthday. Tell her I said that. There you go. She's in, she's in Africa. She's already celebrating. I just saw pictures uh, of people. Uh, already her and Ernie? Cakes. Her and Ernie. And uh, Chrissy Lozier's birthday tomorrow, too. Uh, Chrissy Lozier, happy 23rd birthday. <laughs> there we go. She'll appreciate that. Here we go, February 8th. This okay. one is Nick Nolte. Oh, dude. I, dude, I love Nick Nolte. I used to love him, too, man. Trading places. North Dallas, 40. Uh, 48 hours? Yeah. Oh, that's at 48 hours, not trading places. Sorry. No, you're okay. I was trying to th- I was trying to make a joke, but I couldn't think of it. What's the movie he was in with Barbara Streisand? Oh, I don't know that one. She's this, like, psychologist or psychologist. Oh, Remember that? right. How would you go to that one? I was first? trying to make a joke about it, but I couldn't think of the damn movie. Down and Out Beverly Hills? <laughs> yeah. Remember how great he was in that? Um. Dude, I'm going to say Nick Nolte is 83. Holy shit, you're right. Really? Yep. This is going to be interesting. I'll say I'll say 41 million. 75 million. Ah, good for him. Next one, Vince Neal. Dude, I love Vince Neal. Voice is gone. Yeah. He didn't care. Vince Neal, 61. 63. Okay. Uh... I think he wrote some of those. I'm going to say 55 million. 50 million, pretty close. Okay. John Grisham. Oh, dude, this guy, shit. 72. 69 years old. Uh, say f- 600 million. Oh, it sounds like you're about to say it right. 400 million. Wow. You were about to say 400 yeah. million, weren't you? There we go. One of your favorites, Mary Steenburgen. Dude, nothing wrong with her at yes. all. I would immediately. Let me just give some names of all of you that I would cancel lunch with immediately <laughs> if Mary Steenburgen was the call. Uh, Laura, Erica, Lori Burtman, <laughs> Padre Geekster, Katie Temple, that goes without saying, um, Christy Lozier, <laughs> Lisa Ann. Yeah, a lot of them. Joe Carlo, she's out. Who would you keep lunch with? Mary Steenburgen. Not besides her. That's what I'm saying. She wins every time. Yeah, she wins every time. <laughs> oh, God damn, yeah. Did you see, oh, Kirk, I did probably, you see Kirby the other day? Did you see the dude, debut? Dude, I swear to God. Okay, <laughs> hang on. Okay. All right. I was just telling Josh, like, I laughed at the first okay. like three seconds. There were, there were two things. I'm on the flight. Yeah. I'm watching, oh, it, on watching, a, the flight? I'm okay. watching it on a flight from Toronto to Salt Lake City. I fucking, Dave, I laughed. Okay. Uh, the Siri scene? Yes. I, that's what I laughed. That was the first time I laughed really hard. Okay. But JB Smooth. <laughs> that's the next time I laughed really hard. The pocket dialing? Yes. Well, the pocket dialing, but then when he oh, starts okay. addressing the dog? Yeah. <laughs> dude. I'm on this plane, I'm like, 
I almost felt like I had to turn it off. That show, weren't you a little worried going in? Yeah, like, I always am. Is it going to be as good? Is the yeah. show going to? Because you know it's the last season. Is it going right. to be any good? Are they just going to bullshit through it, or are they going to fucking hit a home run with this thing? Look, the quicker they can get Tracy Ullman yeah. out of there, I agree with you. Uh, she can go, dude. JB Smooth, I swear to God, Dave, the fucking guy. Oh my God! And you saw when he was talking. I was saying to my sons, "We won't give anything." I mean, the show's been out for four yeah. days. Get it together, but. You can see that when Larry David laughs like that, he said it's the first time he's heard it. When he's talking about ordering the pizza. Oh, my God, dude. Fuck, I was dying. Shit. Yes, I'm glad you mentioned that. That that was easily, the whole thing was one of my favorite episodes in a long time. That was great. Oh, and then I'll give you one other documentary, and then I'll get to Mary Steenburgen, because I'll forget. Okay. You have on Netflix, right? Have you watched the thing about We Are the World? No. Dude, unbelievable how good it is. It's a documentary that tells you how they put together We Are the World on the night that they did the American Music Awards. And Lionel Richie is hosting the award show, plus putting everything together. Oh, wow. But they have interviews with Cindy Lauper, Huey Lewis, Bruce Springsteen. Um, all of these, Lionel is in it. And they show the pressure to get everything done. Dude, there's a scene, Dave, between Bob Dylan, of all people, Bob Dylan and Stevie Wonder. I'm just telling you, if you haven't seen it, it's worth the two hours. Okay. And you, and there's a great thing from Huey Lewis, too. Yeah, check it out. It's on Netflix. It's, it's like one night and how they put the whole thing together. It's fucking great. Okay, okay. Mary, my apologies. I think Mary Steenburgen is now 74. 71. That's not going to help my chances. Shit. Uh, 48 million. 80. Woo! 80 million dollars. Oh, wow. Why right. would I have just said 58? I don't know. I don't know. Damn it. Okay, that's fine. Here we go. Five random questions put together by Josh. Okay. Do you believe in miracles? Yes. Do you? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah, why not? Yeah, do you? Sports-wise, yes. I think I would have to say yes. Yeah. I, thought, I mean, there I, a lot of things I've seen where I'm like, how the fuck did that just happen? George Foreman knocking out Michael Moore. Yeah. Losing the entire fight and knocks out Michael Moore. It happened. <laughs> Shut up, Blimps. Uh, 1980 was great. Uh, I think the Kawhi shot for Toronto yeah. was pretty wild, right? Um, Dude, how many Hail Marys have you seen? We're like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. Did Punk Drew Pearson pushing off? Yeah true um yeah i think it's great probably other things too i mean i don't know dude we put a goddamn man on the moon or was that on that sound stage in burbank <laughs> don't say that to buzz aldrin you can get one right in the liver i don't know what about you dave you believe in it? I, I i do I, i'll go that way and say i do you know here i think we it's go. a miracle that anybody fucking listens to this show <laughs> right there Ends a whole argument that anybody's like, yeah, I'll hit play on this. Jesus. There you go. Okay. Here we go. If you were given $1,000 for every day that you, you, you could, hold on. If you're given $1,000. Really well. It's funny. It's like you gave this to me right when you went out of town. So I said, send me the questions now. So it shows you're ready to go. Okay. And I do have the glasses on. If you were given $1,000 for every day to spend without your phone, how long could you last to not have to use a phone? 
The second you use your phone, you don't get the $1,000. Okay, so I get $1,000 a day. A day. But I have to spend it in that day? You have to, yeah, you have to spend it, but you also can't use your, you can't have a phone. So you, the money will stop once you start using your phone again. But can they, uh, can they contact me via like email or something? Yes. You guys remember when Mark Cuban first started? Like Mark Cuban used to, the rumor was that he wouldn't have a cell phone. He would just go through email. Yeah. Everything was through email. If, if, as long as I knew that my family, which is basically Jack and Cade, if they could get to me via email, I think I could go for a while. Yeah. But I mean, think about it. It's a thousand bucks. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I'm spending a thousand a day, and they got access to email. Oh yeah, I think it'd be all right. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, you go. Would you throw your phone basically away for a year? Hundred percent, you throw your phone away for a year. Yeah, three hundred sixty-five thousand. Yeah. Yes. Hey, you don't have to. You don't have to go to work. Tax-free. You don't have. You don't have a pay phone either to pull over. No, I'm not worried about that. Um. Because I could still see him. Yeah. Just go pick him up. Yeah, just send me an email. Yeah, you're in jail. Oh. Yeah, I think I could go a while. Yeah, I could too. Like, never, ever use my phone. I throw it right in the trash. It'll give me $1,000 a day. Well, I think that's the other thing. I think, Dave, you just hit it. Because by day four or five, when you got like five grand in the bank, you're like, who the fuck is this calling me? <laughs> what, do you want me to be broke? Huh? You dink? You answer with, huh? <laughs> All right. Okay. If you had to eat every meal at a fast food place for a week, Oof. which fast food place would you choose? Um, I'd have to go to Rubio's. Could you eat Rubio's every day? Does Rubio's have breakfast or do you do not eat oh, breakfast? Oh, no, I could probably get by without breakfast. Um, oh, you know where I could go? I could go, does Corner Bakery count? It, no. you can, Is it, does it have a drive-thru? No. Okay, it's not fast food. Shit. That's um, every day for how long? A week. And what do I get if I make it? I say, did it give you a thing? It said it just says if you had to. I had to. I think you could do Chick Fil A because have to. I would just go Chick Fil A because you could go Chick Fil A and get grilled yeah, chicken sandwiches you know and fruit. I was thinking McDonald's right off the top of my head, but I think you're right. I think I go Chick Fil A. Yeah, go Chick Fil A because you you can get like that. Uh, got that sausage egg burrito, which is great. It's underrated. You have that the, in the morning? No, I've never had it. It's fucking outstanding. Underrated. Uh, Chick-fil-A? Sausage. Yep. Believe it or not, they serve sausage burritos. With no chicken? Sausage and egg, yep. Really? It's outstanding. Because um, I don't think... Could you go... Could you go to Starbucks? Yeah, I guess. There's a drive through But I think... You couldn't do that every, every fucking no, day. No, I think it'd have to be Chick-fil-A. Yeah, that's not a bad call. That's okay. not a bad call. Something that serves breakfast at least breaks it up. Breakfast, but at least with them too. Like I said, you can get a grilled chicken sandwich. Yeah. They're so not just eating everything fried all day. And they got fruit. Although they throw waffle fries. Yeah, and the fruit they throw in there is that shit that Gavin and Dan order. They don't throw in apples or oranges. It's would you like tangerines? Fuck. Or cuties. Yeah, I, I guess. Doesn't seem like I have many options there, do I, Neil? Give me a give me a fork, you fuck. 
Yeah. Oh my God. Did, and this features green apples. Oh, of course it does. Fucking asshole. Oh, right. oh, here you go. So let me ask you. Josh and I were talking about this. I have a phobia with Chick fil A. You do? Uh, about not swearing because you know nobody swears. Oh, I could. But care I cuss less. all the time. You don't? Like no. if you're in the drive thru, you'll continue our conversation on the phone and drop a million fucks in there? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm always concerned. I'm always better. freaking out that I'm at the window and either the guy on the phone, probably you, yeah. is going to say, fuck that. Yeah. Or I'm going to say it. it. And then I'm always concerned they're going to hear me cussing. I don't know why. I don't work there. I don't work there. I don't care. But Look. I always have that phobia about keeping it clean whenever I'm at Chick-fil-A. Now, I'll tell you this. If we go in there and like Marie Osmond's working, yeah. you're going to see a whole different me. <laughs> Well, good afternoon. Hey, sorry about my friend. He's not very educated. <laughs> sorry about my friend. Next yeah. question. What's okay. your favorite chocolate? Uh, dark. I'm, I eat dark chocolate, too. Yeah, a certain we, brand? Um, I like the stuff that I get. It's incredibly overpriced, but I get it in the Canadian airport when I come home, and it's dark chocolate with maple. Really? Yeah, it's pretty solid, man. But they do it. I, I don't know. I don't really buy chocolate down here, so I don't know. Dude, I can't eat it anymore, man. It just makes me anything with sugar makes me feel terrible. Yeah. So I don't know if you go to Ghirardelli or any of yeah. those that you can. But they yeah, do. Here's the problem with that shit because it's always in the house around the holidays, like yeah, if I have in a bowl. Yeah. And then you rip the plastic open and you get it all over your fingers. You yeah. gotta wash your hands every time Come after on. you use it. What are we doing here? Caramel all over the place. Yeah. Who's running this? Where's the quality control? Um, my ex gets peppermint bark at Christmas. You okay. go, that's pretty good. But then if you have a piece in March, you're like, what the hell is this? What's this shit? Yeah. So, hey, easy there, white eyes. What's going on there on the left? Shit. <laughs> um, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, it's one of those things, right? Like yeah. If you're driving around, all of a sudden Andy Williams pops on right now. Like, what's this asshole one? <laughs> but in December, you're like, hey, shut up. Shut up. Can't you hear the song? Communist. Ever yelled that to anybody? Can't you hear the song? I <laughs> know. I'm going to start next, next holiday season. What is going on there, Dave? What is that? I don't even know. All right. Uh, I could say a million things. Don't, I'm not going to say my normal We'll get in fun. trouble. No. All right. Okay. Do, do, last question. Do you have a favorite music video? Oh. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's a really good question. I used to love music videos back in the day. So good. I they know still you, make them, actually. It just No one ever sees them. They do? Yeah. If you go to YouTube and you type in any song, there's a music video. Dude, I watched on the flight the other night, I watched a 30-minute documentary. It was the funniest shit ever. About Rick Astley. Oh, yeah. It was on that channel Vice. Okay. And Vice, I'll, I'll just tell people who fly, I don't I don't pay for my plane tickets. Yeah. But, I mean, I just fly back with the scrubbies. Dude, Delta's pretty goddamn good. Delta's pretty good because you get everything for free. United nickel and dimes you. And Delta is, dude, it's comfortable. Yeah, my kid was on a Delta flight today. Yeah. Would he agree? Yeah, I think so. He didn't say anything bad. The only complaint he had, it was in Atlanta. So the street oh. Josh was on today, I go. Peach Street, MLK Boulevard? He was on Peach on the corner of Peach Street and Peach Peach Avenue. <laughs> they were both exactly the same thing, but one had street in front of it. 
Atlanta is the hardest city to get around. Uh, yeah. Holy shit. Uh, two, two travel things for you. If you're flying, Delta's really good. Yeah. Connecting flights. Connecting flights to me, man, I, I don't want to go through Atlanta. Yeah. I don't want to go through Charlotte. O'Hare's not bad. I go through O'Hare a lot. But on this trip, I had two of them. I went through Detroit. Dude, Detroit to me is a very underrated airport. Never been through Detroit. Dude, so easy, so clean. I'm making a trip to Detroit next year, Dan. You hear that? You are? We decided we're going to our ballpark tour next year. Who are you seeing? We're going to see Detroit. We're going to see the Tigers. Okay. We're going to see Cleveland, and we're going to see Pittsburgh. Nice. We're just going to rent a car. We're just going to drive around. Hit them. Uh, the other airport blew me away. Coming home Monday night, I came through Salt Lake City. Okay. And just from the Delta yeah. terminal, dude, great food options, clean, super, everything's right there. Yeah. Easy to get to. And when you got a connecting flight and you got an hour to your flight, you don't want to have to, oh, go catch the shuttle, right? You're in the True. A terminal. You got to get to the G terminal. You don't want to deal with any of that yeah. shit. So if you have the opportunity to book a flight through Detroit or book a flight through Salt Lake City, super easy and use Delta because dollar for dollar, they give you the best options, more comfortable. And so um, what was the last question? What's your favorite music video? Oh, so I was saying um, on this flight on Delta, they had direct TV. Yeah. And I was watching this special about Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up. And it's this 30-minute special. They're talking about how these guys found him, like talent scouts, and they wrote the song, right? They, they go into it, and they talk about how the song's written. But the guys who kind of wrote it and produced it thought, that's ah, no big deal. And Rick Astley's like, dude, this is going to be a hit. And somehow it got out, and when it got out, it caught fire. And then Rick Astley starts talking about the video. Yeah. And he's like, all those clothes, those were just mine. <laughs> I had at home. He's like, the turtleneck and the rain jacket, mine, mine. I just had them. And they're like, well, what's with the dance? And he's like, I didn't know what to do. I'd never been on camera before. And it's so funny. Like, what a likable dude. But when you're watching that and it talks about how all the fame and fortune came to him, they burnt him out. They took all that time off. And then they interview the guy who created the Rick role. Yeah. And then talked about how the Foo Fighters got it. And now he's reborn. I don't know that I would say that's my favorite video, but it's pretty funny just seeing a guy who's pretty self-deprecating and mellow talking cool. about how it all came together. Um, I don't know. I like... Uh, I like Pearl Jam, Better Man, live from Wrigley Field. Like, that's yeah. that's pretty cool. I don't know that it's technically considered a music video. Are you talking, like, 80s? I don't know. It's your call. I mean, the the thriller Michael Jackson was a big deal when it came out because it was like a movie. Remember John Landis Remember that? made it? Yeah. And you would go to your buddy's house for the MTV yeah. world premiere. It's like a 15-minute video. Yeah, but but now like, none of that happens nah, anymore. That was a dude, pretty good time. They used to have uh, Friday night videos on NBC. Yep. Like Men Without Hats. Yeah, those guys. I, I remember you <laughs> telling me you were a big El DeBarge I fan. I sure was. Sure was. Um, I don't know that I have a, a particular 
favorite video. Do you remember uh, Glory Days, Bruce Springsteen? He mentions the Padres in there, in that video. Oh, yeah. Remember he's pitching, they had it go. The Nettles got me in the ninth. Yeah. Says. Yeah, that's pretty good. Remember all of those? They were pretty funny. Um, but no, I'm trying to think of like the early ones that I remember coming on. I don't know that... Um, I I don't think it's funny when those dudes all play Depeche Mode, just can't get enough. Yeah. Like they use those different things. But no, I don't think I have a particular favorite one. All right. Are we back on uh fuck we're gonna play move this around a little bit. Um Monday? Fuck Monday. I got a baseball parents meeting. Um all right. might have to go Tuesday. Unless unless we go you can't go late on Sunday. I gotta do an NFL show for uh, Odyssey. So it's gonna be tough. What uh what time? Give me, go ahead. Give me your prediction for the Super Bowl. Who wins this thing? I have no fucking idea. Dude, I have no idea either. I'm so sick of the Chiefs. I'm worn out on them. Yeah. Um, I do have a quick declaration to make, and, and I think this is exciting. I'm sorry to save this to the end. But, Dave, um, you know, we saw the Cliff Kingsbury thing last week yeah. where, he, where he was gutless. He showed that he didn't have what it took. <laughs> I mean, I I said it. If if you can't if you can't handle it, get out. And he was a raider for twenty four hours. It consumed yep. him. It overwhelmed him. He knew he wasn't ready to be the guy, and he left. And he went he to did. Washington, where the only expectation is we're going to win six games. And the fact that Tragic Johnson had a big part in getting him out, good. Off you go. But through all of this, as I've watched the the recreation of the Raiders, there's been one guy who's been truly invested in watching it day by day, watching all these moves. And tell me, because you understand as a former season ticket holder, there are some people that are destined to be a Raider. Josh McDaniels was not. No. Uh, others were not. Bill Callahan was not, right? Yep. Dennis Allen was not. But you know who I think could actually be a good Raider is our friend Devin. Because oh, I agree. If you're getting up that early yes. and making the commitment to sacrifice your own benefit for the betterment of the team, yep. dude, you're a Raider. Oh, he is a Raider. Right? Yes. I, I was thinking about because he has gotten he's been right there with me about Cliff with a K and all this bullshit. And I started thinking, I go, I think Dave would sign off. I think I, Devin's a Raider. Bring him in. Bring him in, right? Exactly. I mean, Laura's a bill. Good. Set a fire on table. Throw Tyler through it. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> Eric is a charger. Uh, Let me know how it goes. Gavin. Let's see. Rowing? He's Big a row Jags fan. fan. Jags fan, I thought. He should be a Jag fan. Boy, if there was ever a guy that had Jag written all over him, he just nailed it. Um, we'll organize the schedule, and and you know what? Next time there's a little notification that just tells you we're back. There you go. That's Won't that be, be good for you? <laughs> oh, my my prediction, Dave. Sorry. Yeah. I'm sick of the Chiefs. I would really, really like to see San Francisco win it. Uh, I don't think they do. I don't think they do. I'm going to take Kansas City to win it, and I'll take them to win it 24-14. Okay, I'm going to go KC 31-21. And the yeah. reason I'm going to say that is, do you remember in Hard Knocks? When no. do you remember what team was in Hard Knocks? It was the Jets. Remember? Oh yeah. And they. Oh yeah. Remember he brought in Oz the mentalist. Yes. And he brought up McCole Hardman. Yes. And he said, 
So tell me, he goes, what do you think the Super Bowl is going to be? And he goes, I think we're playing the 49ers. He goes, I have you playing the 49ers too. Remember, he opens up the sheet, it's the Niners. And then he goes, 31-21, Niners lose. Hardman got traded to the Chiefs. Oh, shit. But they're in the red. They're not in the white. Yeah, they're in the red. That's true. But, dude, he he said that they're playing the Niners, and he goes, he'll be in the Super Bowl too. And wow. I'm like, this fucking guy's on a different team. He wrote it out on but, our he, but he said he's going to win 31-21? 31-21. If that shit happens, that's crazy. But that's... Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> but how, how nuts is that? The one guy he called up is in the Super Bowl, just like he said, playing the fucking 49ers. Dude, I love that guy. Yeah. Ozimentalist is the guy. All right, so there you go. At the end of this podcast, we gave you something to watch for. There you go. If, if it turns out to be 31-21, we're just going to try to figure out how that guy did that shit. That's crazy. We'll do that. But yeah, we'll be back. I don't know. We'll either see you sometime Sunday or, or Tuesday. There you go. All right. Sneaky backstreet door, I laugh so hard.